Welcome to the Power of You podcast. I am your host, Shanita Rousey, author and founder of the Power of You movement. Power is defined as the ability to do or act. My goal is to empower you to be more and do more, fully operating in who God has called you to be, living from the inside out, embracing your power and owning your power to live a more purposeful life. In today's episode, we'll be having a conversation about faith versus fear. Everybody, welcome back. Today, I am super excited. I have a very special guest, Lakeisha Poole. She is amazing. I met her about a year and a half ago now in Myrtle Beach, and we really uh, kicked it off, and we really uh, stayed in touch all of this time, and I really admire her uh, strength and her creativity. She's amazing. So, Lakeisha Poole is an award-winning public relations professional and author. She is a speaker that creates compelling stories that spark change and connect people. You guys, help me welcome my very special guest today, Miss Lakeisha Poole. How are you? Hey, how are you? Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome, beautiful. So I am excited to have you. And like I said, we really connected in Myrtle Beach, and then we met up at I think Lamar Tyler's conference in Atlanta right. um, as well. Right. So we really, you know, stay connected. We have done Facebook lives and things like that together. And I'm just excited for the connection, uh, fellow authors that support one another. So I'm really grateful for the connection and our ability to just keep it going. You know, sometimes you meet really great people at conferences and you just disconnect. But I'm grateful that we've been able to actually stay connected. So I appreciate you. Absolutely, absolutely. Y'all, Shanita is the queen of follow-up. Um, <laughs> and I feel like I, I, I'm pretty good at following up, too. You know how you go to places and you meet new people and you exchange cards and information. And so I usually try to follow up with everybody. And I have to say, Shanita is definitely one of the first people where our follow-up game, well, her follow-up game may be better than mine, but just continually to um, maintain a relationship. So that's what makes you know, knowing you so special, I know for you it's bigger than just a business exchange. It is building a real relationship. So I appreciate that. Oh, I appreciate it. I love it. Um, so Lakeisha, tell the people who you are. I know I did a brief bio, but I know there's so much more to you. And I want everybody to hear about the amazingness that you carry. <laughs> well, um, well, as you said, I'm an author, speaker, um, also a writing coach. And really, my mission is to change the world one word at a time. So, you know, I grew up in a family of storytellers. I've been writing since childhood. I always joke that I self-published my first book in fourth grade <laughs> because, you know, that's when I discovered creative writing. And so I wrote this story. I illustrated it, stapled it, and sold it to my classmates for 50 cents. And, you know, I, I, that's been a part of me ever since, you know, witnessing the joy that my classmates got out of reading my words is something that has really stuck with me. And so I've written and published four books, and I'm also fortunate that I get to coach others on telling their stories as well. And, you know, the thing that I always like to tell people is that, you know, storytelling is healing. Um, There's power in storytelling and sharing what you've gone through. So whether it's a real-life story or even if it's fiction, um, there's power in that exchange that happens. And so I just like to recreate it over and over again because I feel like we can be transformed, we can be healed through um, storytelling. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I'm not 
you know, I know I'm the motivational self-help type, but the storyteller, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I have to really work at it. But when I got your book, uh, Faith Beats Fear, and I began to look at the structure and how you did incorporate the stories and with the scriptures and everything else, and I thought it was really amazing and creative um, because for me, it really stuck out and it really made it fun to read about faith and fear. Um, I know sometimes when it comes to faith, it can seem, you know, daunting or, you know, impossible. But with your very book that you wrote and, you know, you did a revision to it is that it really helped bring it home. Right. Because sometimes when people are dealing with different things, they don't really know how to tap into that faith. And so especially in the time we're currently living in with the pandemic, I think it's a real important subject for us to really dig into and talk about. Um, and I know we, we know we both watched the Telly Riley and the uh, Babyface verses, but I really think the true hey, verses, hey. <laughs> the true verses is faith versus fear. So Ooh. you wrote the book Faith Beats Fear. What happened in your life for you to actually write this book? Wow. So it's funny that you talk about the structure because that is all God. I really um, fought with him, wrestled with him on structuring it that way because, um, you know, initially Faith Beats Fear came about in 2012. Um, I've always been a fearful person. Like, I've always been shy. I've always dealt with fear and doubt and all these different things, and it's really been an exhausting battle. And so before the book, I started this blog series called Faith Beats Fear where I would write about the many ways fear was at the root of so many problems and issues that I face on a daily basis. And so the blog also gave me room to dissect faith, you know, what it really means. I grew up in the church, and, you know, while I'm a follower and believer um, in Christ and, you know, our core beliefs of Christianity, there are so many parts that seem so vague and almost mm. too big to understand, and faith is right. one of those things. You know, you read about it, you're told to have it, but nobody really shows you, you know, okay, how do you get there? And, you know, right. I was always wondering, like, do I need to go through something traumatic before I have faith? <laughs> what, what's, what's the key, right? Right. And so um, I wanted to explore just that process and how it can literally and tangibly work in your everyday life. And so when God gave me the bright idea to turn this blog into a book, you know, I wanted to take that more traditional self-help route. I was like, maybe I can just, you know, bring together some of my blog posts and add some additional essays in there. But he was really pushing me to use fiction stories because that's what I was, you know, used to writing anyway. And show how people can uncover that power, that love, and that sound mind. And, again, I, I fought him on it because, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I know you're a reader. There really isn't anything out there in the market like Faith Beats Fear that has the fiction stories, the scriptures, the um, declarations, all of the work, like all of that structure. Right. Um, I, I, I didn't see an example. Yeah, I, I didn't see an example. I didn't have a path that I could follow, so it was actually really scary. But um, it kind of forced me to look into the science behind storytelling, and so there's lots of research out there that shows how um, when you're reading stories, especially fiction stories, you essentially step into the shoes of the characters. And so if the character is, you know, acting in faith or acting in a certain way, through reading, you begin to adopt some of those habits. And so I looked at the science. I also looked at it from a spiritual basis. You know, Jesus taught in parables for a reason. Mm -hmm. 
um, I based a lot of the stories on parables that I felt like uh, really illustrated God's character, his kingdom, and those key principles of faith. I love what you just said, and I don't even think you caught it. But my Savior became my example, right? Um, And you think about that in terms of, you know, the whole thing of faith. You know, sometimes I know we look for other people to show us how to live, how to act, how to be. And sometimes I believe we overlook the Savior, right? Simply saying, okay, God, you know, you know, it's kind of like you have an issue, you have a problem, but you go to everybody else for the answer. They're like, God, I need help. Like, what can I, God, can you show me right. a person? And he's like, uh, me? Like, <laughs> have you looked at my book? Have <laughs> right you looked here. at my life? Right? Um, to really get the things that we need. And so I think that is so powerful, even how you came up with the concept and you know it was all God because it came together beautifully in terms of being able to get the message to the people and reach them where they are. Because to be honest, some people are, you know, attracted to stories. They're attracted to the fiction. They're attracted to the real life drama. And you have been able to attract them that way, but then also give them what they really needed too, which was the whole spiritual component. So I love the fact of how you did that. I thought it was brilliant. Um, and then also we talk about faith right now, sis, and we know that there is so much going on. What are some ways that people can really walk in faith versus fear during this time? Well, you know, I'm a practical person, and so I tend to need a process for everything, like step one, step two, step three. Um, And that was part of the reason why I created Faith Needs Fear. I didn't want it to be like this book that's just cheerleading you and just like, hey, girl, you need to have faith. I wanted you (laughs) to be able to change, right? Um, Right. And so... In addition to the stories, you know, I have this daily process that is supposed to help you move from fear to faith every day. And so by going through that process every day, it kind of becomes your rhythm, you know, how you're able to fight back. And so the steps work whether you have the book or not. So the first step Mm -hmm. is, you know, being able to distinguish between fear and faith. Um, In the book, I give examples of the type of language that fear speaks. Um, And I know that it's really common for people to say, Fear is a liar, and yes, fear lies, but Mm -hmm. oftentimes fear sounds close enough to the truth that Mm. it makes it easier for you to believe, right? Right. Um, You believe that you don't, you know know what your bank account looks like, and so you believe that you don't have enough money to accomplish your dream, Mm -hmm. and so you'll stop right there. You'll say, I just don't have enough money. That's why I'm not, you know, moving forward in my dream. The reality is you're scared of failure, Mm. you know? So getting to distinguish between those two things is so important you know for instance you could believe that you'll never love again but the truth is you're afraid of risk and heartbreak right so it's really important that you remain vigilant and calling out the voice of fear whether it's coming from your own thoughts or coming from other people that is a huge one um fear is contagious like when you're watching television and listening to family even people who you know they love you they have your best interest at heart their fear can jump on you Absolutely. So um, once you're able to be able to decipher between the two and you know that it's fear that's talking to you, you can decide, you know, am I going to listen to this? Am I going to do this or not do this because I'm scared? And um, the other thing is I always encourage people to just be honest and transparent about any fear, doubt, anxiety that you're experiencing. Um, Mm -hmm. I think for a long time, particularly amongst believers, we were kind of like, 
fake it till you make it. Like, oh, I'm, I got faith. Just say you got faith, and maybe it'll happen. Faith is not a magic trick, you know. Um, we are human beings. Uh, when we sense danger or if we sense something that may put us in an uncomfortable situation, we get scared. And so right. uh, a lot of times, you know, we try to think that, oh, if I don't have that feeling, I'm not afraid. But fear is procrastination. Fear is self-sabotage. And fear is all these different things that are right. beyond that physical sensation. And so you have to learn yourself and, and how, you know, to know when you're operating in fear. And, and then be okay with saying, you know what, I'm scared. Because right. otherwise, you're just going to spend a lifetime faking faith and acting scared without even realizing <laughs> That is so um, true. Yeah, and, 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 and then I think once you put it all on the table, you can then go to that source of wisdom, which in my opinion is the Bible. So reading those scriptures that tell you the truth, that remind you of the spirit of power, love, and peace that God has given you. You know, the book is based on that scripture from Second Timothy 1, 7. And it's so funny how people always focus in on the, but God didn't give you the spirit of fear, but God didn't give you the spirit of fear. I'm like, hey, people, can we focus on what he did give us? You right. Know? Focus on the fact that he gave you power, love, and sound mind. What does that look like? Follow that. And so the last thing is to act in faith. You know, based on the truth that you found in the scripture, you know, it doesn't have to be this huge leap, but it can be a small action, something simple. Um, you know, I, with my coaching, a lot of people want to write books, and they have all this fear about, well, I tried it so many different times, and I wasn't able to finish. It takes time. But... Mm -hmm. One little small action of faith is committing to writing for 15 minutes. That's it. Mm -hmm. Like, just commit right. a little bit. Over And over time, it adds up. And so that's the thing when it comes to fighting fear. For me, it is this ongoing battle. And having that strategy in place makes it a little bit easier for me to, to distinguish between fear and faith, to know what I need to do to really become a victor instead of acting like a victim. Absolutely. I love that because the first part when you talked about the fear and basically the myth, right? It's the things that the enemy tells us or we tell ourselves, right? Sometimes it's those negative thoughts that's constantly replaying in our mind. And like you said, self-sabotage. Sometimes based on what something has been planted into us, it could have been a seed someone else sown that we took ownership of that wasn't truth. And we begin to replay it until we believe it. And then we fear it, right? Like, oh, my God, I can't do this because of that. But really, it's a seed that was planted sometime in your life, right? And right. I love right. when you talked about being taking, it's basically like taking the mask off, being honest. Because I do know as believers, sometimes we get so caught up in, you know, faith until you make it and dot, dot, dot. But it's like you do it have to, at a point have to be honest with yourself of where you are. In order for you to get to that place, you have to be honest with where you are. And I think sometimes we try to hide behind, I'm okay, everything is perfect, everything is going well. And sometimes you have to know, you got to take that mask off and say, no, I'm hurting, this is where I am. But I do believe God, right? But I think it's just the whole honesty, because if you don't really be honest with yourself, I don't think you can really tap into that healed place or really tap into that faith, because you're so busy trying to convince yourself that it's not real or it's not true. But your situation may be very real, but it's just a, it's just the battle of believing what God says versus, versus what you see. And so I think it's, it's, it's really good in terms of being honest, taking the mask off and really applying what you said, creating a prevention plan, if you will, 
to say, hey, you know, when seven times hit, I got my Rolodex, you know, when my, I right. need, when I got, you know, my, my resources, like, you know, my guy sells the plow, my need. Yep, that's what he said, right? You know, I understand that his word says if he said it, it's not going to return into him void. So you have to really get into that place where you're reminding yourself because it's so easy to believe what we see, especially when it's always in our face. You know, that situation, that storm, that trouble, those thoughts in your mind. And you really have to just say, you know what, God, help me, help my unbelief. And I'm going to read these scriptures until I believe it. I don't care if you got to read it 75 right. times, right? <laughs> You're reading it. <laughs> right. It takes your mind off of that thing that you were thinking about, right? Um, so I think that's very good. So, sis, what kind of mind shift, we're talking about mind shift, does one need to take to walk in faith? Because I believe there is a mind shift that has to happen in order for you to really begin to walk in faith. Well, I mean, I think the you have to have this mindset that really – I feel every Christian um, should have, and that is you have to believe that faith is less about what you can do and more about what God can do. So understanding his character, his capabilities, that changes everything. And what helped me shift my mindset on faith, you know, at first I was looking at myself as this scared victim again, and I, I was just, I could only see myself through my own lens. Instead of looking at Christ and how he sees me. And so being able to dig deep into his word and study every day, that just, again, opened my eyes to who I should be focused on. So less of me, more of him. And Mm -hmm. so the strategy that I was using to fight fear wasn't working. I was trying to make myself stronger. I was trying to make myself smarter. I was trying to make myself more capable. And so I didn't start winning until I learned how to um, accept and receive the fact that God is the author and finisher of my faith. You know, he gave you and me, all of us, a measure of faith, and he is the one that perfects it over time. And most people, when they struggle with fear, they do like I did, and they take on this belief that there's something wrong with me, or, oh, if I just had more faith, and then they just attempt to do all this these busy work, you know, to grow their faith mm-hmm. on their own. Yeah. You figure if I just say the faith stuff or if I think as positively as possible, I'll get there. And so the thing is, this process isn't new. Um, If you read the Bible, you look at the apostles like in Luke 17, um, verse 5 and 6, they they say, Lord, increase our faith. Like Mm -hmm. they wanted the same thing that I feel like all of us were like, Lord, just give me more faith. (laughs) Right. And, you know, I always go back to what Jesus, he counted them and he said, you know, you can have the faith the size of a mustard seed and you can move a tree from its root and into the sea. And so that lesson that he was trying to teach is it's not so much about just having like this big old bucket of faith, you know, Mm -hmm. focusing on what you can do. You need to focus on what God is and what he will do for you. You know, he's always working for us. He's always with us, prompting us, pushing us, covering us. And so it, it really is less about, you know, growing our faith, but increasing that depth of relationship we have with a faithful God. Because mm-hmm. when you know him, you know his thoughts. And you know when you hear things like, you know, thoughts that make you feel powerless or alone or that send you into a ball of confusion, you know they're the hallmarks of fear. There's nothing that God would ever say to you. And so it's right. my hope that, you know, with books like Faith Meets Fear or, or in anybody's devotional time, that you begin to redirect your attention from your flaws, from your failings, from those anxious thoughts, 
and really focus on the almighty God who is right there leading you from fear to faith. So it's not all on you. It's on him. It's on his shoulders. That's his responsibility. Wow, that's amazing. I hope you guys are really taking notes because this is really faith one-on-one, right? Um, and I love the fact that you talk about getting closer to him and the relationship with him because, like you said, the more that you're in relationship with somebody, you know what they will do and what they wouldn't do, right? And you only know that because of your closeness. And, I, you know, I think about, you know, you think about sometimes people talk about their grandmother's experience with God and their mother's experience. But at some point in your life, you're going to have to encounter your own experience with God so that he's able to show you more of him. And so I think it's very encouraging what you just said in just terms of just less of you and more of him, right? Um, you are really dropping some nuggets, and I appreciate it. It's awesome. I'm, I'm writing down notes because, um, yeah. <laughs> so, sis, what additional advice would you have for the people regarding faith? Um, I guess the the other thing that's important is if you want to practice having faith, you're gonna have to be in some fearful situations. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the catch twenty two with faith, with hope, with love, with with all the things that make life worth living, um, you know, it, 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 you may have to be in situations where you prefer not to be. If you know you're, you know, 100% certain about an outcome, there's no need for faith. You, you, you yeah. just don't need it. Faith right. is exercised during those times where you're uncertain, you know, when you're uncomfortable. Um, and so if you can see the result, if you can make it happen by yourself, you don't need faith and you don't need God. <laughs> right. um, and, and so if you find yourself really just operating in your own strength, your own intellect, talent, skill, um, again, you're kind of in a shaky position where you don't need that faith that will connect you to that ultimate source of power, love, and a sound mind. And so a, a lot of folks, you know, they really try to push for just this perfect level of faith or fearlessness. I don't really tout fearlessness. Because I feel like yeah. if I'm fearless, that means that I'm not in, and I'm not saying that, and I hope I don't uh, confuse people, I'm not saying that I just walk around scared of everything, but I am often in situations where I'm like, I don't know if I should do that. Like, you sure, God? You sure you, this is the path you want to take? <laughs> and so, but I know that it is in those scenarios where, you know, when I am a little scared or unsure that that's when my faith, it shows up and it shows out. Like, right. I realize I'm not alone. And I realized that, you know, in this, in this book is a testament to that, that I didn't want to go this route. I felt like this was a riskier route to talk about faith and fear. But leaning on God, he helped me write that book. He really wrote that book. And um, I know that the, the results that come from turning to him and listening to him and being obedient to him, even if I'm afraid, that it will work out for not just my good, but for the good of his kingdom. And so, uh, again, a lot of times we use different phrases and things that I'm a writer, I'm a words person, so I always look between the lines. And so when people say mm-hmm. stuff like, you know, faith and fear, faith and fear can't coexist, I understand the thinking. But I also understand that there are a lot of times when I still feel scared, but I do it anyway, you know? Right. Uh, and there are, lots, there are lots of examples in, in the Bible, you know, you can think about, 
know, when Jesus got in the boat with Peter, he's like, you know, let's go back out there and, and, and into the deep. And Peter's like, you sure, the Lord? You know, we, we've been fishing all night. We don't know about, you know, this isn't the right, <laughs> right. time. Or, I mean, even looking at, you know, one of my favorite stories is, you know, the woman with the issue of blood, you know, she her fingers were trembling when she reached out to touch his garment. She was mm-hmm. not sure that she knew that this was kind of a, a risky thing to do, but yeah. she still told her, your faith has made you whole. And so right. there are going to be some times when you may still feel that anxiety, that feeling, or you may be uncertain, but there's just that little seed of faith that mm-hmm. makes you do it anyway. Okay? Right. That's like, just do it anyway. <laughs> right. That is so good. And you are so right when it comes to faith. And it's kind of almost too in times to be careful what you pray for. Because sometimes we're like, Lord, give me some more faith. And it's like, you know that come in, in some situations, right? Like, right. we just don't put it in you. Like, it's just, you know, right. it's there. Like, no, you need to go through something for that faith to be applied. And also for that faith to grow. Because, you know, starting out as a believer, your uh, level of faith may be different now, you know, yeah. based on your situation or what you're currently dealing with or going through. Um, you know, sometimes we get some quick and easy wins. But, you know, a lot of times when it comes to faith, there's some things that you just really don't know how it's going to come together. And you have to really choose, you know, whether you're going to worry or worship, right? You have to really choose what your mindset is going to be. If you're going to say, God, I'm going to trust you, I'm not going to trust you. Um, and we think about a lot of times when the word talks about the things that God says he's going to give us, it has, I like to call it that if and then, right? You know, if you do, then <laughs> I will, right? And I think sometimes we get that so, you know, confused, you know, we'll say, oh, God, he didn't do it. It's like, did you do your part? No, you didn't do your part? Well, <laughs> Guess what? You know what I mean? And so sometimes I think when it comes to faith, too, um, as this formula, we don't really use it. And then we're expecting the result. And it's like, no, it doesn't work that way. There's some things that you must do because it, it helps position you. It helps build you. It helps you to grow and mature when you're walking in faith. Right. You know, we talk about blessed is the man who trusts in him. I don't know what you think that is, but that's faith. <laughs> you have to trust in God. Yep, it, it, it has to put you in situations where you might not, you know, trust yourself, you know, and that that is the whole, that's why I always joke that I'm like, I really didn't know what I was signing up for when I became a believer. <laughs> like, if you think, if you think uh, being a Christian makes life easier, uh, it does when you lean on him, but it, it really does call you to a higher level of responsibility, accountability, mm-hmm. Um, of, of sacrificing what you want for what right. he wants. And, and, it, and it happens over time. Guys, you, you don't have to rush it, you know. Mm-hmm. You you just have to take it day by day and let him lead you there. Like, that's something I, that I do still stumble on, stumble on sometimes is trying to uh, do it on my own. And, and when I say do it on my own, I'm saying work out all of those different attributes like patience and wisdom and, mm-hmm. and you know, faith and hope and all that. And, and God, he's like, no, nah, I got this. I'm teaching you. You're right. learning. You know, you're not there yet. It's okay. I got you. We, we got, right. you know, if I, when I fall down, when I when I start having, you know, those bouts of fear, he's like, it's okay. We've been here before. Remember? Remember I brought you through this in 2005? We can do this. We've got this. And so, yeah, it's, it's a process. It really is. Wow. That just speaks to God's love for us right no matter how many times so we fall down no matter how many times you know we feel like we're a failure or things or you know we just got into that place 
he always is there to pick us up and get us back to that place to say, no, it's okay. Rely on me. You know, I'm not looking for you to be this superhero. I'm not looking for you mm-hmm. to be this person that you're trying to be, but I want you to rely on me. Right? It's nothing. It's kind of like, you know, we, we know it with parents, right? When their child stops leaning on them, they kind of feel some kind of way. You know, some of them go into mm-hmm. a whole situation because they're so, they want their child to be able to rely on them and rest in them. And so we have to make sure we give God that same honor and say, God, I'm, I'm not trying to be bigger than you, right? I just I, I just want to be able to to lean into you and allow you to comfort me and restore me and give me everything I need. We got to start right there because you know what? I, I, it's the whole preaching moment situation trying to happen. I know. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's easy for us. But, yes, but I really have enjoyed you being on. I really enjoyed the topic of faith, and I hope that the people are encouraged to really – Walk in faith, you know, step by step, wherever you are, what level you're on, making sure you're just taking the step. You don't have to try to be like somebody else, their outrageous faith, but you do with where you are, right? And really rely on God and rest in him. And I believe that he'll begin to show you more and more of him. You'll learn more about him. You know, those things that we read about and we say, you know, in the song, but, you know, probably don't know what we're saying, right? Those moments that it'll become real, right? You know, that God is your healer. He is your deliverer. He is your keeper. So really making sure that we're connecting with him during this time. So when when your faith seems like it's, it's slipping, right? It seems like you're slipping, you're going down this slippery slope. Make sure that you get back connected to God and allow him to give you what you need in the moment because he's truly amazing in that way. So, sis, how can the people follow you? Well, I'm, I'm all over the internet. <laughs> uh, my website is LakeishaPool.com, and that's where you'll see all the different projects I have that I've been working on, my books. You can get copies of my books there, shirts, all the stuff that I like to promote faith. I feel like, um, and it's funny, when I first started doing the T-shirts, I was like, well, it's just a T-shirt, but when I have my face T-shirt on, I don't know, it's like my, uh, it's like a cape. <laughs> I feel like I have to act in faith, you know, I'm, I'm wearing it on my chest. And so you right. can find me at com, and I'm also on Instagram and Facebook as Lakeisha Pool. so it's really simple. Absolutely. She has some really great products, so make sure you go and check it out. She has affirmation cards. So if you're really struggling, make sure you get those so you can be able to read one a day um, to really help and get you in motion. And like she said, putting that shirt on reminds you and makes you responsible and accountable to the words that you're saying on the shirt. So make sure you get mm-hmm. that and the book, most importantly, Faith Beat Fear. Do you still do both versions or you just have the one version? Um, I just have the one version. So I just did expanded edition of Faith Beat Fear. So the 31 day devotional. Yep, so get that, you guys. And thank you so much for joining. Lady, I would definitely have you back on so we can get into a deeper uh, conversation in regards to faith because I know it's levels to it and it's different things that we can learn in regards to faith or even just simply encouraging one another in faith. But I really appreciate you being on the podcast today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I look forward to that. Absolutely. So you guys have an amazing day. Stay tuned. Make sure you share this podcast. Make sure you subscribe, download, and tell a friend because we want people to understand that faith is real, God is real, and you can overcome anything that you're currently dealing with. So have an amazing day. Thank you for tuning in to the Power of You podcast. I am your host, Shanita Rousey, your personal development coach. 
I want to invite you to a free meet and greet with me on my website, www.shanitarousey.com, where we can have a conversation about your personal development needs and how I can assist you on your journey to becoming a better you. Sign up today for your 15-minute meet and greet with me at my website, www.shanitarousey.com.